You guys, we're back. We're back in a studio. We're back in a brand new studio. It's very cute because the other one was just really not giving and like the lighting was always wrong. There was like, I had issues, whatever. That honestly like doesn't matter. But I do have Sissy with me today, but we're, she's not like a guest. She's just in here with me. You can say hi if you'd like to. Hi. So she's here. She's just here listening, like working, getting all the behind the scenes things. So I'm excited. But yeah, you guys, we're in a brand new studio, which I do love. Because, and you're going to see me looking at like, because I can see myself. So I'm probably not going to be looking at you guys the whole time. I'll probably just be looking at myself, which is kind of a problem, but not that bad of a problem that we need to fix it. But yes, we are in studio. Let's do like a little weekend recap. I had my roommate's boyfriend's like little surprise party, which was a lot of fun. I drank. I don't like drinking. You guys know I don't like drinking that much. And it was just, I had a very bad hangover the next day. Not like, okay, I wouldn't really say hangover, but like, I don't know. I think it's just like sleep exhaustion mixed with the fact that I drank that I'm like, ew, like I'm just like feeling gross, disgusting. Went to the gym, did a really intense run. And I was like red as fuck walking through the busiest part of New York City. Pretty embarrassing. Did not love that. But then I was planning on going out Saturday night and I had like a little day party situation. And then I didn't drink there. And then I didn't drink, actually didn't drink at all Saturday, but was planning to go out. But I was with one of my best friends, Liv. And then we just started like trauma dumping on each other. And it just got like, we literally didn't even make it out. And we just kind of stayed in and cried, which is like really weird to say that like we stayed in and cried on a Saturday night, but like whatever, who cares is what it is. So that's like my little recap. Like nothing too exciting happened this past weekend. Um, yeah, that's just that. But okay, you're probably like looking at the title, like Livy, what the fuck? You out of all people are going to talk to us about love today. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, I am. I don't, this episode idea like came to me randomly because I was like, wait, I don't feel like I've ever done anything about falling in love. And I'm someone, believe it or not, like deep down inside, below my ice cold heart, I am somebody who like falls in love really quickly. So, and that's an issue. Okay. And I've noticed that's a problem, but like, I do love love when I'm in it, but it takes a while for me to get in it. But I wanted to talk to you guys today about attracting the right people, falling in love, the green and the red flags of falling in and out of, or like in love. And then just like dealing with it. If it doesn't really work out like breakups, but like not really breakups. Cause I can do a whole separate episode on that. But yeah, I wanted a deep dive on that. Cause I just want to like ramble about what I've learned from those situations. Like I did the hard things and like ignore the red flags. So I could put it in this episode and you guys don't have to. So that is that let's get into attracting the right people. I was listening to Jay Shetty's book and this is where I'm getting all of this information from. Basically it's called eight rules of love. I really love the book a lot. And he just kind of talked about just the way you portray yourself online and into the world is who you're going to attract back to you. So we're going to, I'm going to talk to you guys about like several examples of that number. Okay. I didn't realize how much I talk with my hand until I'm looking at the screen and okay. The YouTube girlies get it anyways. But I think, no, I know the way that you portray yourself on social media and even the things that you say is going to attract the people into your life. So unfortunately, like me saying men are trash and stuff like that, like I know I say that pretty often, I'm going to attract trash ass men because I'm saying that, like I'm aware of that, but it's harder for me to like take it back and not say it. But for example, the way that you portray yourself on social media also is how you attract people into your life. Like Jay Shetty had a really good example in his book. He was talking about like 
say you're a man and you're like posting like that you have like a sports car, like a bunch of things, like you're acting like you're rich on social media, you're going to attract girls that are like in your DMs being like, oh, like take me to dinner or like, oh my gosh, give me an allowance, like things like that because of like how you're portraying yourself to the world. So I think that's really important. I don't love the idea of how you portray yourself on social media is what you're going to get back because as we know, like I portray myself a certain way on social media. I'm literally just myself, so that's a little tragic. But like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like since TikTok and everything, how that's kind of came back to me. And like, if you have, oh, that's so rude that you're putting on your, whatever. Uh, that is so rude. No, no, it's totally fine. No, but I'm like um, thinking about like the way that I portray myself on social media and just, <laughs> just like the story times and stuff I do like that. Honestly, my personal opinion, I don't think that like has anything to do with like the men I attract, but I do think my bluntness and like how just direct I am, does have an issue with like the losers I attract. Also me calling them losers, I am attracting losers, which I'm aware of, but it's a lot easier said than done to like get the men as trash out of my vocabulary. But like, I'm really, I'm really working on it. Kind of, not really. I'm not a hundred percent like emotionally available right now. And we'll get into that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for example, I, the men is trash or like men are losers or men are fucking whack as shit. I will say that all the time and I'm aware that that's what I'm attracting into my life, but I'm aware that I'm doing that. So I really think it's important when speaking about men or speaking about partners that we're like aware of what we're saying because literally you're manifesting that in front of yourself. It's like the same thing with daily affirmations. Like you saying daily affirmations every day, you're going to become that version of yourself. But... Yeah. So you're going to become that. So when I'm like, men are trash, guess what, bitch? I'm attracting trash ass men. We get it. We're aware. I am. So that's why I think it's important. And just like the way that you portray yourself on social media too. Like if you're only posting your body and stuff, which is like totally fine, like go off queen, do you. But if you're wondering why men are in your DMs, like only wanting you for your body, that is the way. Cause I feel like the way we portray ourselves on social media is what we, cause that's what you're portraying to the world, what we get back as well. So also, I noticed this because I was talking the, like with I was talking with Sissy and Liv about this this weekend, how I was like, oh, these men are like intimidated by me and stuff like that. And the more I keep saying that, the more I'm just attracting men that are like intimidated by me, which is not. But also at the same time, they are. So it's like a whole thing. Like I'm just trying to understand it more. But that's the energy that I'm putting out there. Okay, I did mention that I'm emotionally unavailable right now, and I don't think that's a problem. I think we're always like, oh my God, emotionally unavailable. Like, I'm aware that I'm emotionally unavailable, and that's simply just because, like, I'm really focused on my work, and I'm really focused on myself. So, like, I don't really have the emotions to really want someone right now or a relationship right now. Like, to bring that into my life, I feel like, would be a lot of work just for the simple fact that, okay, one, I have to be emotionally fucking available, and I'm not right now, so I don't really want to bring that into my life. But I'm aware that I'm emotionally unavailable. So if I am attracting men, it's emotionally unavailable men, since I'm emotionally unavailable, which is just not what I want to attract. So I would just rather focus on myself, do my work, do all of that stuff instead of attract emotionally unavailable men. Cause like that is what I'm attracting. And to attract emotionally available men, I have to be emotionally available. And I don't know if I'm, I just like, don't really feel like I'm at that point right now that I can attract emotionally available men because I really am so focused on my work. Like the, you guys know the podcast, YouTube and TikTok are like 
my heart and soul right now. And I don't really know if I have or even want the room to bring in somebody else. And I think that's, we should just be, what are you laughing? Oh, yeah, you can cough. I was like, what the fuck was so funny? I wasn't even kidding. No, but like, we can edit all of this out. So don't worry. Okay. You're making me sound like a psychopath. The way that it's like, don't make a peep in the, yeah. Show me a peep in the background. No, I didn't mean it like that. But no, but I did it. 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 Um, all right, let's go into the green flags of when you're falling in love, you're dating. Okay, let's paint the picture. You're starting to date. You're talking to a man or a woman, they, them. You know I really could give a fuck, but you're starting to be with somebody, right? Don't rush anything, okay? You need to take notes of these and just be like aware of what's happening because like I said before a million times, I'm someone who will rush everything. I'll be like, why are we not married? And it's like date number two and it's like fucking relax. But then I like attract men that do the same thing and then it's a whole toxic cycle, whatever, right? But this person has to be taking you on proper dates. Like that's a green flag. Like if he's not like dinner at seven on Thursday, that's a proper date. If he's like, let's hang out, that's not a date. We've talked about this several times. And that's just, if you agree to like a let's hang out, you're just agreeing to like, and you don't want to be treated like that and you want proper dates and stuff. You're just agreeing to like whack-ass treatment basically. So communication also, I feel like I've seen a lot of TikToks on this and stuff where people are like communication. Like if you're not dating that person, they don't have to be talking to you 24 seven. I personally think whatever you prefer with communication is like what is right for you. I don't think there's any certain standard that has to be set or done. It's just literally what for you. For example, for me, I like to hear from the person that I'm talking to probably every hour to two hours during the workday. I like think it's completely understandable. Like if you have to go like three hours without speaking to me, I'm not going to be like, where the fuck were you? Like obviously not. But during the after work, I'd like to like talk a little bit more frequently. But I'm someone that if I don't get constant, not constant communication, but at least steady communication, I kind of fucking forget about you. I'm like, really? Who are you? Right? That's just something that happens in my brain. So that's why I like communication. There's really no other need for that. Also, I think it's important to realize within yourself why you want that kind of communication. If you're like, I need constant communication all the fucking time. It's like, okay, why? Is that a trauma response? Is that an insecurity? What is that about? Because like, I've been like that before with certain men where I'm like, I need him to be responding to me like this. And it's because he was a straight slut. So like, I wasn't trusting him. So it's like, okay, I recognize I wasn't trusting him. And that's why I wanted the instant communication. But like, that's not fucking healthy, obviously. But I think you should be asking yourself, like, why do I want this instant communication? But now I feel like I can take a step back and it's like, okay, I don't need instant communication, but I would like to hear from this person every hour to two hours or even longer during the workday because I just like to be reminded that they're still in my life because I genuinely will forget. I feel like my life moves like this. So like I literally not forget about you, but you just will not become a priority. And I won't really like give a fuck about you if that makes sense. So yeah. Also, this is really important is that I've never, obviously I'm talking a lot about myself because like that's what I do, but um, I... I've never seen a healthy relationship growing up. So that's why all my relationships were fucked. A lot of the ways, like the way that we saw relationships growing up is how we see them in our everyday life now. But I never saw a healthy one. But now, luckily, I have a couple friends that are in like really healthy relationships. Like we talked about my roommate's boyfriend in the beginning of this episode. Let's call him Matt. I've done a TikTok story time about him. Matt is a king. We love Matt so much. But... 
it's been a beautiful thing to watch the way like he treats her. Not only because like I'm so happy for my friends to be in these like amazing relationships and it's everything I've wanted and more for them, but also since I've never witnessed a healthy relationship, I get to see firsthand in front of my eyes, like how Matt treats my roommate and one of my best friends. And I'm like, oh, like I want this, you know? So I'm finally getting to witness that healthy relationship that I never saw growing up. So I recommend if you see someone in your life that has a healthy relationship, like I always ask myself, I'm like, what would Matt do? You know, like would Matt ghost me for three hours? Probably fucking not. Like little things like that, or I'm like, would Matt just like ask me like, let's hang at 2 a.m. Probably fucking not. Matt would not do that to my roommate. So I like to refer back to their healthy relationship. So I'm like, I get a better sense of it. Also, my best friend, Katie is going to be so mad that I'm talking about this, but Katie met a really great man. I met him. He's really nice. And like the way he treats her is another healthy relationship that I'm like witnessing in my life. And I've seen them, I've seen Matt and my roommate too from the beginning, but I've also seen Katie and her new man since the beginning. So it's really exciting to see her get treated in such an amazing way, but also like I'm sitting back taking fucking notes like, okay, this is how her Matt treats her. And it's just a good way for me, someone who's never seen a healthy relationship growing up. And honestly, even with my mom's ex-boyfriend, it still wasn't healthy relation. I just really have not seen healthy relationships at all. So I see them with my friends and then I'm like, okay, I can reference those once I start dating again and like realizing if this is like the way I want to be treated or anything like that. So I do recommend that. Yeah. But also, green flag is you're never going to have to question where this man stands with you. So, for instance, you're – like, if you're like, what is he – I get the DM all the time. Like, what is he thinking? Like, what does he want from me? Like, what are we doing? Bitch, if he's not telling you, then he doesn't want shit from you. Like, that's exactly how it goes. If he's not telling you, like, this is what I want, and it doesn't even have to be that early on, but, like, you'll know when you know. If you're ever in doubt or, like, questioning, one, ask the motherfucker. Two, he's just not giving you what you need. Okay. So if you have to ask yourself, like, what are we like, what's happening? It's like month six. Like he doesn't even take me out to dinner. Like we just hang out at like two in the morning. He literally could give a fuck about you, honestly. And that's okay. But if you want that, that's okay. But if you don't like cut that fucker off and that's that. So those are some green flags. Mainly, I just feel like seeing a healthy relationships unfold in front of me is giving me the green flags that I need. So when I'm in specific situations, like even when I went on that date with Macho Man and he had me on the West Side fucking highway at 7 p.m. in literally heels and a corset, I was like, would Matt do this? And I was like, Matt would never do this to my roommate. There'd be a planned out date and he wouldn't just be like a fucking asshole. Sorry, Macho Man, that you're an asshole, but you are... By the way, you guys, okay, sidetrack, little side note. Macha Man has been hitting me up. That's the guy that I did block, and you guys probably saw that on my Instagram story. He was like, why did you block me? And I was just like, I, I just wasn't fucking with this energy. You know, I'm like a psychopath about energy. But he has been texting me nonstop because I blocked him on Instagram. So that's the Macha Man update is just, but yeah, I did block him on Instagram because he also, the reason why I blocked him is because he would swipe up on every single thing I did and comment on every single thing I did. And I was like, I don't like you enough to put up with this. So I just blocked him. Honestly, use the block whenever the fuck you want. Let's talk about red flags. These are where I like, this is my specialty. It's just like noticing the red flags, but only when I'm out of the relationship. That's when it's my specialty. So love bombing, number one. Love bombing. 
Here's the thing. When they are overly obsessed with you immediately, that's a huge red flag. And I didn't realize that for a while because I was like, oh my God, like why would he not be so obsessed with me? Like it's me. Like I think I'm amazing. Why would he not think I'm amazing? And like reality, it's like, Livy, it's the first fucking date. Why is he obsessed with you calling you gorgeous every 25 seconds? But to me, that was normal because like that's how I just viewed myself. I'm like, oh my God, he gets it. Like he totally gets it. You know, he finally like a man that gets me. And it's like, no, he was love bombing the shit out of me because love bombing is a tool of manipulation. Like once they have you in, they can like manipulate you, whatever. But it was hard for me to realize I was being love bombed because I was like, yeah, no, I am fucking amazing. And obviously he would think so too because I just am. And then I was like, no, no, babes, you're getting love bombed. Like take a step back. He's going to be a psychopath. And they always are. Every time I've got love bombed, they are fucking psychopaths. And that is what it is. But um, also what I realized, feeling scared not a good thing. That's your intuition. And in general, when you, we need to listen to our intuition more when we're dating, maybe not we, but mainly me. And I'm just like projecting onto you guys, but I need to listen to my intuition 20 times fucking more when I'm dating. So for example, I was always like scared in the sense I was like, oh my God, like where's like, I was just scared. And I thought it was because I hadn't been in a relationship in six years. No, this just wasn't a person I should be like talking to or like putting my energy in whatsoever. So Honestly, look at how your body reacts and how you're feeling in a situation, and that'll tell you everything you need to know about the motherfucker that you're dating. For example, if you get anxiety every time before you hang out with him and you're like, oh my God, it's butterflies. No, bitch, that's anxiety. That's your intuition telling you not to like hang out with this person or see this person, and you have to like listen to your body. And for, yeah, like I would get anxious every time I would like FaceTime him and I'm like, oh my God, butterflies. It's like, no bitch, you're about to have a panic attack because you're like not meant to be with this person. So it's like, listen to your intuition, listen to what your body is telling you if you're like uncomfortable in a position or situation with somebody and you just don't feel comfortable. It's your body telling you something. It's your body being like, bitch, get it together. Anyways, but what I mean by listen to your intuition as well is, I always said this in therapy too to my therapist. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just like feel like he has like a second life and like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And my therapist would be like, well, listen to your intuition. If it's telling you that, you should probably like take note of that. And I was like, fuck off, bitch. He loves me. He would never have a second life. Turns out, had a whole other girlfriend. My intuition was telling me the entire time. Like when your intuition is telling you something that specific, like, hey, I think he has a second life. My intuition isn't just gonna fucking come up with that on itself, like by itself. No, that is my intuition telling me, hey, he probably has a second life. And every single time I've listened to my intuition, I have been right. And honestly, it's kind of sad. I'm not gonna lie. No, but it's good that we have our intuition to tell us those things. But yeah, I always felt like he was hiding something. I was like, what the fuck? Also, okay, red flag is if you tell a man something or a woman, whatever they, them, you know, I don't give a fuck anyways. But if you tell them something and they're like, oh my God, I'd never do that. I guarantee you they're going to do that. Like every man that I've told, I'm like, oh my God, I've been essayed. Like, don't want to deal with that again. Like trauma, like I don't want to deal. You know what I mean? They do it. Not going to lie. They do it. Or any man that I'm like, yeah, I was cheated on in my past relationship. I left a lot of trauma. They do it. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know if I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it in the air or I'm dating losers. Probably a mix of all like both of those, but every single time I've told some of them that they've done it. So I, and I've noticed this with like my friends and their healthy relationships, going back to those bitches, every time that I do want to tell a man about my past or like something like that, because I do think it's important, but I think it's important like 
three months in. Like, I don't need to open the conversation with like, what's up? I've been cheated on. Like, we don't need to do that, you know? Because then it's, I don't know, something about that. And I, there has to be some fucking science behind it. I'm not going to do it. I don't know what the science is. But there's something about like telling them that. And every single time I've told someone that, they've done it. Every single time I've never told someone that, they've never done it. Is, and I'm not saying everyone's out here like essaying me. I'm just saying like the cheating ones or the essaying ones depends on the situation. But yes. So if your body's telling you not to do something, listen to it. And like these are red flags. Okay. And then also red flags is... Oh, when you're rushing to get to know each other so quickly and things are moving so quickly, I know it feels fun. And I know it's like a good time, but let's say your relationship with this person is progressing like this. Also on the first date, if they bring up the future, red flag. But red flag if your relationship is moving so quickly. So mine moved so quickly and I thought it was because of your soulmates. No, it's because he was love bombing the shit out of me and I was eating that shit up. I was like, uh -huh, tell me how amazing I am. Like, y'all yeah, be your girlfriend. Mind you, it was like week three. What, Livy? Why the fuck were you a girlfriend after week three? I don't even think I knew this man's last name at that point which is a red flag. Red flag when it moves super quickly. I I am the bitch that gets those two mixed up. I'm like, no, we're just in love. We're soulmates. And it's like, no, it's just going to be toxic if it's moving way too quickly. So I feel like my perfect ideal situation would be like a three-month span of everything. Like things should have to take three months and then I'll realize like what I really want and stuff like that. But I just wish I would have went back in time, if I could go back in time, like this is what I'll do with my future hoes or whatever, I will be like, okay, let's take things slower. Like, and it sucks. And I don't like taking things slow. Cause even the last guy I like went on a couple dates with, I was like, this is moving so fucking slow. Like it's boring, but it's like, no, you're just not getting like in a toxic relationship where it feels so exciting at first and it's so passionate and then it crumbles and then it comes back and then it crumbles all those things. So if it's moving super quickly, red flag. But yes, also that's a number, that's a huge red flag. This is a weird one. And I realized this the other day and Sissy, I actually want your opinion on this. My ex-Frenchie reminded me so much of my mom's ex-boyfriend. And that's not a good thing because the thing is, that's not a good thing whatsoever. My mom's ex-boyfriend was an asshole. So why was I like, oh my God, that's so amazing that my ex reminds me of my mom's ex-boyfriend. And even like I was talking to my friends, they're like, yeah, like my ex reminds me of my dad. And it's like, well, your dad's like an abusive asshole too. Like, why is that? Like, I thought it was such a good thing that he reminded me of mom's ex. I was like, oh, he's just so loving like him and stuff like that. What do you mean? No, like at the time I was like, oh my God, it's so amazing that he reminds me so much of mom's ex. But That has nothing to do with the episode. No, for example, like that's another red flag. If your friends and family, like Sissy would always be like, he is a fucking psychopath and you're just blinded by love because you just like are obsessed with love. And I'd be like, she is so jealous. It's disgusting. Did you say, I think you said you're so miserable in life. I did say that. I was like, you're so fucking miserable. You're so jealous. And then I was like, like two months later, I'm like, hey, so I love you so much. And you were so right. He was a fucking psychopath. Is what it is, okay? We win some, we lose some. But yeah, if someone's reminding you of someone that's toxic from your past, 
or just toxic in your life in general, note that. Because like Frenchie reminded me so much of mom's ex that I was like, oh my gosh. And it's like they broke the fuck up and like he was – Frenchie? Yeah. I was like mom's ex? We did Thanksgiving all the time. No. Um, but yeah, I wish you didn't actually. No, Brooke was like, like you. No. She met him. Oh, were you? That's weird. You would have like came right in the frame. Yeah. But with someone, T, if someone reminds you of someone that's like a little bit toxic, huge red flag, you should probably note that and be like, okay, I'm going to like not continue to talk to that person. But yeah, I don't know why I was like so obsessed with the fact that I was like, yeah, like it is what it is. Yeah, no. All right. Let's talk of thing talk about if things like don't really work out, which like that happens all the time. That's fucking life. Anyways, it's another lesson. I, if it makes you feel better, I think I'm going to marry all of my exes. And that's embarrassing. And then I look back, I'm like, bitch, what the fuck were you thinking? But in the time, I'm like, I'm going to marry them. Like, oh my God, I love them so much. So it kills me when it doesn't work out because like I do love very hard. And my heart is like broken after like a failed situationship or a failed just situationship or relationship. I mean, what the fuck? That was my husband. It's like, bitch, trust me, there's way better coming your way. But I think there's a lot of beauty in heartbreak. And I honestly kind of do love getting my heart broken in the weirdest way because I glow up like 20 times more. Like my last heartbreak really did like fucking crush me. But I think about who I was six months ago. I don't even know that bitch. And that bitch wouldn't even know who I am today. She'd be like, oh my God, Livy did that in six months. Like you have the opportunity to become the best version of yourself once you feel like you're at your lowest, your heart's broken. You don't want to like go on all those things, which like I completely sympathize. But um, at the same time, fucking get over it because – there is the best version of yourself is like waiting on the other end of that heartbreak. And I think that's what we all need to remember. I think there's so much beauty in there because like I get to rediscover myself. I get to build myself back up. <clears throat> I get to, oh my gosh. Also, Sissy, you actually told me this. After you actually said this specifically, you were like, when it rains, there's like a rainbow or something like that. <laughs> it was like right after Sam died. It was like when it rains, there's a rainbow after or something in that sense. Where or like if I want to say it was May showers brings no no April showers brings May flowers. Why the fuck did I, I don't know why the fuck you'd say that, but I think you said that. Anyways, <laughs> no, but you said some inspirational ass shit to me that was like, if you're, I was just like super depressed one time and you were like, if this, like you're feeling so horrible right now, but like things are going to get, definitely you definitely said that. It was April showers brings May flowers. It was definitely not April showers brings May flowers. <laughs> Sissy. Sissy looked at me and was like, April showers brings May flowers. And what that meant to me was just basically in general, anytime after something shitty happens or I'm like at my lowest, I feel like I'm at my lowest. And I tell my friends this all the time. If you hit rock bottom, bitch, the only place to go is up. Like, so if there is a negative situation that happened or something in general that bad happened, for example, your heartbreak or your breakup, you're only going to go up from there if you allow yourself. You know, we do got to cut out the whack-ass motherfuckers to go up from there, but you can just go up from there. So also if your relationship that you thought was like the most amazing or situationship or whatever the fuck it was, you thought it was so amazing. You love this person so much. Imagine the person that's meant for you, how amazing that's going to feel and how much you're going to be able to love that person and how much of yourself you're actually going to be able to give that person. Like you, you're like, I put my all into this. I'm sure the fuck you did. But imagine how it feels when you're actually going to be with the person that's meant for you as well. And that loves you for you. And, like, is meant for you in this world. It's going to be absolutely fucking amazing. 
Like, if you could love someone who wasn't meant for you so hard, imagine the person that you, who is meant for you. That's going to be beautiful. And that excites me for you in general. But yeah, you do have to learn to love yourself hard before that person comes in. What the fuck was I on writing this? Like, it really went from like red flags, green flags to let's talk about your broken heart. Because like, once you probably realize the red flags, you're like, oh, I got to get the fuck out. And you do to bring better people into your life. And that's just that. But you do have to learn to love yourself so you can become the best version of yourself when that person does come in your life. I'm always big on that. I'm always like, you need to become the best version of yourself and love yourself so much so that person that comes into your life gets to meet the best version of you that you are currently. So yes. But also at the same time, I feel like I'd rather love hard and hurt than like not love at all. And that's a bold ass fucking statement for me because like I like hate these men low key. So for me to be like, I'd rather love hard and then hurt, like bold ass statement for me. But I really would because one, I know I'll be okay after a breakup. I always am. Even though I feel like my world is like collapsing, I'm always okay. But I'd rather love and experience that and like give myself to someone than just like stay bitter, ice cold queen that I normally am. So when I do find those people that come into my life and I'm like, oh, I actually want to open up and like love and maybe be loved. I allow myself to do that, which I think we all should, because I think it's so much more important to allow yourself to love and be hurt because experiencing that no matter what it is, and maybe it'll be fucking amazing. You never know. Right. But I don't like I feel like our generation a lot is like, girl, like, fuck him. He's trash. And like, I'm the main one saying it. So that is that. But at the same time, when you find someone that you're like, oh, I actually really like this person. I want to open myself up to them. Things feel great. Things feel right. I think you 100% should do that and like allow yourself to love. And if you get hurt, who fucking cares? You're going to have the most amazing glow up after that. So that's just like my little tidbit of advice. I feel like nobody thought I was really going to say that whatsoever. But yeah, I'd rather love and hurt than not love at all. What about you, sissy? Any closing statements? Okay, she literally is not listening to me. Anyways, you guys, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys like the studio. I'm liking it a lot, so much so that I've watched myself basically the entire time, but it's fun. I do like that, and we'll see. We'll see. All right. You guys have a great day, night, evening, whatever the fuck you're listening to this. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and weirdly Lemonade. That's like a new fucking app that I've got on, but at She Is Livy, which like I don't even know what Lemonade is. I'm like still discovering it. So like you try it out too. I'm sure it's amazing. But yes, make sure to follow me there. I will see you all next week with hopefully a more lighthearted funny episode. This one I was like, let's talk about falling in love. It just hit me in the sauna and I was like, let's fucking go. Anyways, love every single one of you. Bye.